hey, let's talk some more about Michigan State football recruiting. And then also, which player are we going to miss most the next season whose name is not Kenneth Walker? And to wrap up the show, let's get to know the 2022 Michigan State Athletics Hall of Fame class, shall we? Let's go. Let's have a good one. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the best people in the world. Yes, you wonderful, you beautiful listeners and viewers of Locked on Spartans. Thank you so much for kicking off your week with us on today's show. Of course, we've got a packed one because there's never a dull day in East Lansing. But before we get to any of that... Just want to shout out LinkedIn Jobs right now. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your jobs for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions, oh yeah, they apply. Again, thank you so much for making Lockdown Spartans your first listen today. As you know, as you've been a listener or a viewer of the show in the last few months, three days a week in June and July, but once August uh, starts up, which is here before we're going to know it, We're back to five days a week here, so please rate, review, subscribe, comment, do what you got to do, or reach out on email at LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com if you have any questions, comments. Uh, You actually have a winning golf bet, uh, unlike the one I was teasing all last week of Shane Lowry winning the British Open. Uh, Nevertheless, hey, got anything? LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com is where to find me. All right, uh, I'm really going to shock you guys right here. We're going to throw a a curveball, and of course I'm kidding, uh, because we've talked a lot about Michigan State recruiting in the last month, really two months, because that's just kind of the exciting news around East Lansing lately. Yes, June was a banger month. They had the most talent out of anyone in the nation visit their campus during official visit season. Got guys committing, we got guys going elsewhere, and that's actually where we're going to start Today's conversation is that um, I, I had a lot of fun last month. Last month, you, you hear my voice, you see my underwhelming face on YouTube, and I'm talking about Michigan State recruiting, how great everything is, and now, uh, well, I'll let you decide how you want to think about Michigan State football recruiting. Uh, I will be fair. I, I will talk on both sides of my mouth. I will contradict myself, but hey, it's all for a dialogue I'm having with myself that hopefully you can make sense of in your big, wonderful brain of yours. So, why am I talking like this already? If uh, you listen on Wednesday's show, uh, Jelani Thurman, top 200 tight end. He was going to pick between our Michigan State Spartans, the Alabama Crimson Tide, the Auburn Tigers, or Ohio State. And, of course, I probably tell by the tone of my voice or you may have already seen the news he did not pick our Michigan State Spartans he went to Columbus he will be playing for Ryan Day and the Buckeyes and now this is starting to become a trend here that Michigan State is missing out on recruits and look I think this is just the nature of how everything unfolded in June it was good news after good news after good news after good news after good news in the world of recruiting it's not always going to be like that So now after a long stretch of good news, we're getting a long stretch of kind of news that we don't really necessarily love. And listen, I'm not just talking about Jelani Thurman. This isn't a big conversation just because of one kid, but you also miss on Eno Etta, a kid that actually goes to Michigan to make things uh, even more stingy, if you will. Uh, Madden Sanker, he goes to Louisville. He's an offensive lineman. Elliott Washington, after decommitting from Alabama, it was long believed not just by recruiting experts, but members of the staff that you know, he would pledge his allegiance to the Michigan State Spartans. 
He actually stuns a lot of people and goes to Penn State. Caleb Presley, another good defensive back, he goes to Oregon. Samson Okunlola, the top 10, top 15, top 20 offensive lineman, whatever recruiting site that you're looking on. It looks like things are tracking to Miami right now. So it's been a string of bad news here for our Michigan State Spartans. But, 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 that there is two ways to look at the state of Michigan State football recruiting right now. And let's start with the positive side. I mean, listen, it's not all bad. Maybe you're already thinking in your head, like, what is he talking about? Why is he worrying? What's going on? Michigan State recruiting has never been in a better spot than it has the last two years under Mel Tucker. And that still remains true. That absolutely still remains true. Uh, Michigan State's class is still pretty good right now. Uh, as it stands, they got the 25th ranked class in the country. I'm not going to put too much stock into that number because of how long we have to go until National Signing Day. But that's where things stand right now. Michigan State has eight four-star commits for the 2023 class. To put it in perspective, D'Antonio had nine total four-stars in his last four classes combined. And yes, Michigan State just landed a top 100 recruit in by Job. Yes, we have talked up and down about this kid the last week, week and a half. Dynamite defensive end edge rusher from Oklahoma. So things really aren't that bad. The average ranking for Michigan State's 12 recruits that they have right now in the 2023 class is hovering around 90. And uh, if you don't know what that, that means, if you're not too in the weeds of recruiting, I'll just explain it this way. It's pretty good. It, it's pretty good. You want uh, your ranking to be 90 or higher, and right now Michigan State is on that 90. Now, oh, that was great. How could things be going wrong? What are we talking about? There has been a little bit of angst uh, online. That's right. Imagine that, right? Uh, people are getting anxious and riled up on the internet. That's I don't know, crazy thought right there. But um, before I start, you know, on the negative side of this, uh, I will understand that it is July. It is July. We have five months to go until early National Signing Day on December fifteenth. Uh, flips happen all the time. Michigan State, as it's been well documented, loves swimming in the transfer portal to find players. So, with that said, and with it said that yes, this is the best MSU football recruiting has probably ever been, how much is that really saying, actually, right? If I can cross, I'm not going to cross sports, but I'm going to cross uh, professions or, or levels of sports here. It's like when, you know, fans of my Detroit Lions say, like, oh, Matt Stafford's the best quarterback we've ever had. How can you say anything bad about him? It's like, well, what are we really comparing that to? Like, that, that, that's not really saying a lot in the grand scheme of things. Like, Michigan State football recruiting being the best it's ever been. Honestly, is that really saying a lot? Because Mark D'Antonio, well, he did amazing things here. Love him like a family member. Recruiting was never really the MO. So yes, it's almost as if like on baseline, Michigan State recruiting has never been better. And this is where I start to reason with the fans that are a little ugh, iffy about how recruiting has been going lately. Is that, yeah, you had the most talent on campus of any team in the month of June for their official visits. Every single weekend was an event. You got the Ferraris on campus, on the stadium grass. You rented goats, for crying out loud. It was a whole shebang, if you will. You had 16 top 200 kids on campus, but only three have committed. And one of those three was Andrew DePape, who was actually a commit before he even showed up for his official visit. So, the whole month of June, 
so far, yes, there's some more that can happen, but it's not looking too great. Uh, you only got two commits of the kids that weren't committed when they came to Michigan State, and that is ranked number 200 linebacker, Jordan Hall, and then the guy we just talked about by Job. Again, it's great, but with all the hype and hysteria around the month of June, you might want a little bit more than that. And it's also to the positions that the staff has missed out on. Elliot Washington stuns a lot of people. He goes to Penn State. Okay, Jalen Braxton, after his commitment that was shorter than the length that my coffee stayed warm this morning, uh, he's at Arkansas right now. Caleb Presley, another top 100 defensive back. He goes to Oregon. So... The defensive, the, the defensive, the defensive backs. Well, yes, you have Chance Rucker, a good four-star, leaves a little to be desired in that department because we're also kind of running out of names here for kids that can commit in the defensive back room. Okay, also the offensive line, specifically the offensive tackle position, if I if I may add, Samson Okunlola. Okay, a lot of crystal balls going down to Miami. Joe Crocker, uh, he will either commit to Mississippi State or Wisconsin. Then Sham Umarov, he committed to Tennessee. So now in order for this to be a top 15 class, which now is kind of in peril, um, you need to get one or two of offensive tackle Peyton Kirkland and or Miles McVay. Look, Coach Kapilovic, he's done solid recruiting offensive linemen so far. Uh, you have four stars in Clay Whedon. You have a four-star in Cole Dellinger. And you also have three-star in-state guy Jonathan Slack. You don't really have an offensive tackle in that group yet. And to strike out on every offensive tackle that has visited campus, if Kirkland doesn't commit, if McVay doesn't commit, coming off a year where Keontae Goodwin didn't commit either, and I that was a different circumstance. Keontae Goodwin was, you know, friendly with Kentucky staff since he was in seventh grade, so I'm not going to you know, use that against him too much, but for a position coach to be making a million dollars, which is amongst the highest in non-coordinators in the entire nation, you, you got to pull in one of these recruits here. You got to pull in one of these tackles. So a lot d- does come down to the Peyton Kirkland and Miles McVay commitments. And also why it could be a little precarious that Michigan State does or does not get in the top 15 when this thing is all said and done is because they really haven't put emphasis or shown attention to any plan B guys or plan C guys. Michigan State has swung for the fences. They are going for it. They're going for the top guys. And it's awesome. But also, what happens when you swing for the fences and that only gets to the warning track? Okay, you're on the table. Final four schools, you got your hat on the table. But if they don't pick your hat... What does that really mean? And when you give this much attention to guys that are looking at schools like, oh, Miami, if you will, Alabama, Ohio State, if you just will, these are tough battles. And it almost feels like, you know, we went from recruiting battles against Iowa or against Minnesota or against Cincinnati to now recruiting battles against Alabama, OSU, Penn State, if you will, just like that overnight. And I understand that. The goal here is national championship aspirations. That's what Mel Tucker has said up and down. But more importantly, that's the kind of investment Michigan State has put into Mel Tucker as they inked him to a $95 million deal. You don't get there unless you go for these big fish. But what happens when you don't get them? What happens if you bit off a little more than you could chew early on here? If there's an answer, I would love to hear it because I don't necessarily know what the answer is. How you like that? Me complaining and then at the end being like, I don't know what the answer is. I think maybe 
if it was up to me, if I had to give you one right now, it would be maybe target those guys ranked 200 to 500, just a little bit. Just give them a little bit of love, you know, because when you strike out in all these top 200 kids, uh-oh, we could be painting ourselves in a corner here where signing day comes around and do we have more than 20 kids to sign? Can we flip enough kids as we're just making relationships with them at the last minute? I don't know who's to say, but we will be talking more about football recruiting on the other end here. Got a great listener question that I want to get to. But first, I just got to talk your ear off about LinkedIn. That is right. You already know LinkedIn. Uh, You probably use LinkedIn because all sorts of people use LinkedIn. I'm talking more than 810 million people. And as the sun comes out and small businesses are back in business, LinkedIn Jobs makes it easier to grow your team. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the people you want to interview faster and for free. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job, add the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you, yes, you are hiring so your network can help find the jobs for people that you want to hire why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. Folks, it's LinkedIn jobs. They help you find your candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know that every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? That's a lot of job seekers. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. And before diving into the mailbag here, which NFL stars move the betting line the most? Hmm. Starting July 18th, Lockdown gives you 50 of the most valuable players in the NFL from the odds makers at Bet Online. Available July 18th on the Lockdown NFL podcast, wherever you get your podcast, and on YouTube. And before also diving into the mailbag, thanks again for making Lockdown Spartans your first listen every single day. Now let's keep talking about recruiting. Shall we? And this comes from Ryan. Uh, he asks this question. He points out, you know, a lot of the recruiting misses that Michigan State has had lately. So, point blank, his question is, uh, why is this happening? Uh, my question is, why or for what reason is this happening? Is it strictly NIL? Maybe the coaching staff not recruiting hard enough or just some sort of playing time issue. I appreciate your time and dedication to the podcast. And go green, go white. Ryan, I appreciate your dedication and for you writing in as well. Again, LockdownSpartans at gmail.com. So, um, I'll just preface it with this. I'm sure every kid has their own reason, right? Like, there's no catch-all reason why all these kids uh, do or do not pick Michigan State. But let's break it down here. NIL is certainly a factor, right? It's certainly a factor, but is it an excuse? Yes and no. Yes and no. Uh... I'm using air quotes right now. You can't see me in the podcast, but general manager, because that's essentially uh, what this gentleman is, uh, Saeed Khalif. Uh, he was on the SD4L show hosted by Brian Masalem. Uh, Justin Thind, friend of this program, is also on the show as well. And he was doing an interview and he was asked about NIL. And the GM of Michigan State football himself was quoted as saying, game on. When it comes to NIL and kids picking between schools based on NIL deals and all that fun. So, can we use NIL as a reason Michigan State is losing out when, well, guys from the staff are literally saying, game on. I don't know. So, and it's either two things, right? It's either these guys are getting massive, massive deals elsewhere. I'm not going to name, you know, the schools that Michigan State played in week three of last year because, you know, or if I do, I'll... 
throw the word allegedly around there to avoid a lawsuit, but you can kind of connect the dots of which schools have a little more money to dole out than the other schools. So, okay, it's either, uh, like, can we match these exorbitant bags that other schools are throwing out uh, and we're just getting picked against because uh, the kid like, just likes the school better? Or, or is it this? Or can we not even match the funds that these other schools are doling out for these top-rated recruits? And if that's the case, if we're just losing out on these top guys because we can't even match what other schools are, are giving or other donors of schools are giving, uh, if I could say that correctly. Why are we going after these kids in the first place then? You know, it, it's like stepping up to the Lamborghini dealership when you only have Cadillac money. You know, like that's this isn't going to work. You're not going to accidentally stumble into a car in your price range. You're not going to accidentally stumble to a player in your price range. Like m- maybe we start fighting with our weight class financially as well. So that could be one reason as well. Coach is not recruiting hard enough. I, I don't think it's that. I, I think that this staff and Mel Tucker and everyone uh, is just trying their best. However, I, I will say this, like, is it odd to use the term they're trying their best, you know, the same way that you would when watching an elementary school recorder concert uh, when we're speaking about a coach making $95 million and a staff that says, you know, handsomely paid as a lot of other ones in the nation. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll meet you there. That, that is a little hard to say. Oh, they're trying their best. Come on, give them, give them a break when, you know, they're not getting paid to try their best. They're getting paid to execute. Uh, so, yeah, I don't think it's for lack of coaching effort, though. I think in the end, of course, like I said, every kid has their own differences. And maybe playing time is a thing with some of these kids. That's a program-by-program program basis. But... It's some combination of, you know, the programs that Michigan State are going against, whether they're established programs like Ohio State, like Alabama, if you will, or, you know, even Penn State, Miami. You know, these are all brand names, you know. And Michigan State, look, MSU is a really, really good brand name, but they're going against great brand names. And that is why Mel Tucker is getting paid the $95 million he's getting paid to put Michigan State from that really, really good brand name to that top brand name spot, to put it in that upper, upper echelon. So, hey, look, a lot easier said than done, and I think we're seeing that play out in real time right now because Michigan State's got a pretty, pretty good recruiting class. But it's not that great recruiting class that you need to get to that national championship level. I mean, I know, uh, feel free to disagree. People disagree with me all the time, but I think that's just a fact of the matter, is that in order to be on the national stage, you need to get in that top ten and right now, I don't think, barring a barrage of flips to Michigan State, I don't think they get in the top 10 this cycle. So stay tuned to see if that changes next cycle. I mean, recruiting will be an evergreen thing in the Michigan State football program now. So thank you very much for that question, Ryan. As we go to another question, this one is from Miles. He actually commented this on YouTube. I do read the comments. So if you want to comment below a question, uh, yeah, we'll see if we can get to it. Uh, He writes, can't wait to see Jaden Reed win Big Ten Receiver of the Year. Heck yeah, I love that energy, Miles. And he also writes, who's the biggest loss from last year other than Kenneth Walker? For me, it's Connor Hayward. And that was Miles saying, uh, for me, it's Connor Hayward. But that's actually not a bad answer. And I think that there are a great list of answers here. And I don't think necessarily any of them are incorrect answers. And let's start with, you know, Connor Hayward. He's that guy that was the uh, H-back, the tight end, the power slot, uh, the Mr. Do-It-All. You know, he'll sell you 50-50 tickets if you ask politely enough. 
uh, last year during the game. He, he did everything for Michigan State last year. But for a lot of these guys that left last year, there are some solid options behind them that will fill into their role. Like, I could see Malik Carr and maybe possibly even Harold Joyner jumping into that spot that Connor Hayward has left. Let's talk about Drew Beasley and Jacob Panashuk, your two defensive ends that have left last year. Twelve and a half sacks between the two of them, may I add. I like who's behind them as well in Chris Bogle, the Florida transfer, and then Jeff Petrowski, who had five and a half sacks last year. Now, on the offensive line, you lost A.J. Arcuri. You lost Kevin Jarvis. Now, behind A.J. Arcuri, you have Spencer Brown, who played in the Peach Bowl. By all accounts, seems like a pretty solid player. And also, on the interior offensive line, which is where Kevin Jarvis normally played. I mean, he played everywhere on the line. But you do have good interior line depth. Like, you have the Washington State transfer, Brian Green. You have Matt Carrick, Nick Samak, J.D. Duplain. And also, to throw one more name out there, Jalen Naylor can be another guy that we are going to miss a lot this year. But again, behind him, talented Montori Foster, talented Neon Keon Coleman, Jeremy Bernard, Christian Fitzpatrick, Antonio Gates Jr. I, listen, wide receiver is not going to be an issue this year. So in the grand scheme of things, is Jalen Naylor one of those guys that we're going to miss the most? For me... And again, I don't think there's a wrong answer here. And you could ask me this question in a week and I might give you a different answer. But right now at this moment, as we are recording here on a beautiful Sunday morning, I think my answer might actually be A.J. Arcuri. Um, And that's because, yeah, am I a little chicken little-ish about the offensive line depth next year? Yeah, you could say that if you've listened to enough uh, podcast episodes or, have list- or uh, watched this YouTube channel enough. You know that uh, I'm a little concerned about the offensive line and the depth or lack thereof, but it's nice to have depth on the offensive line because, look, it's an injury-prone position, and let's say Jarrett Horst uh, goes down. Okay, you can slide him over to that left tackle position, you know, just for a little bit of assurance over there. So, I listen, we're also talking about a guy that was drafted in the NFL. He was a solid offensive lineman, and uh, I think we're going to miss him. But, yeah, no, if, if your answer is Connor Hayward, can't fault you if your answer is any of the defensive ends can't fault you. Really, there, there are no bad answers here. Heck, if, if you wanted to throw out Matt Coglin, if I could, and you might be saying, well, Matt Coglin, like it was it was okay. He kicked like a 75% percentage in college. Okay, that's slightly above average, though. And, uh, yeah, you want above average kicking in the world of college football. So, yeah, whatever name you want to spit out for the guy we're going to miss the most next year, can't fault you. Just right now, this very moment, Got to go with A.J. Arcuri. So, uh, one time for Mr. Arcuri. Uh, gang, we will be back in a hot second. Let's get to know the 2022 Michigan State Sports Hall of Fame class, shall we? But first, got to preach to you fine folks about betonline.net. That's right. Sports are at a lull in the summer. But spice that up with betonline.net. We got the MLB All-Star game right down the hatch. We got the home run derby going on tonight. Will Pete Alonso smash 4,000 more home runs in his illustrious home run derby career? Bet on it. If you really think so, just throw a nice shekel on that at betonline.net. It is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NHL playoffs and Major League Baseball season. Once again, I just read NHL playoffs. Those wrapped up weeks ago. Yeah, no. Bet on next year's NHL playoffs, that's right, because BetOnline already has those odds up as well because they are your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores, and 
BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check on all your favorite sports, events, like MMA, boxing. Uh, if you're like me, you love betting on golf. So head to the website today. Use your mobile device. Learn more about the trends and action. That is at BetOnline, where the game starts. Folks, September 9th. That's right. Spartans. Zips. Spartan Stadium. Uh, I forgot if there's a channel already for that. Regardless, it is going to be a special night because not only will our Michigan State Spartan football team, let me knock on wood, pick up a win, uh, but we will be inducting the 2022 MSU Sports Hall of Fame class, which is rolling nine Spartans deep. Yes, with also five women getting inducted as Title IX is celebrating its 50th anniversary. So a big, big year with also some big names some of them familiar. Let's go through all of them, though, to see who we can expect to uh, clap our hands uh, just until they're beat red for uh, on September 9th. So let's kick it off with Herb Adderley. Uh, that is a big name right there, no doubt about that. Uh, unfortunately, passed away two years ago. I'm sure he will be represented by his family members on September 9th in Incredible NFL career, one of the best defensive backs of all time in the National Football League. Uh, and if you don't believe me, if you think I'm just blowing smoke, uh, he's also in the Pro Football Hall of Fame and has been in there since 1980. So, yes, uh, it will be a posthumous, uh, if I'm saying that word correctly, uh, in induction here, but he will be in his second Hall of Fame as he goes into the ninth, or as he goes into the Pro Football Hall of Fame as well as the Michigan State Sports Hall of Fame as well. Well, number two, Kathy DeBauer, uh, volleyball icon, women's basketball icon, but not just that, but also, and lovely on the anniversary of this, Title IX pioneer as well. Um, you could read the whole detailed uh, description for all these athletes on MSUSpartans.com, and her little bio just kicks off with how much she's done for women's sports for Title IX. So yes, it's not just an on-field achievement for Kathy, but also off-field as well. Joan Garrity, women's golf. She won nine tournaments at Michigan State, which still, for nearly 50 years after her career in East Lansing wrapped up, is still tied for a program record. Uh, she also won two Michigan women, women's amateur events as well. So uh, one time for golf. We'd love to see golf in the Hall of Fame. Uh, number four, this might be a name you know. It's Draymond Green. It's Draymond Green. Yes, he is going into the Michigan State Sports Hall of Fame. Uh, he had his number retired a few years ago. Uh, National Player of the Year in 2012. Two-time Final Four participant. Big Ten champion. Uh, Four-time NBA champion. Listen, I don't need to tell you who Draymond Green is. You already know who he is. He's one of our favorite Spartans of all time, if you're like me. And odds are you love yourself some Draymond Green as much as I do. So, yeah, that's going to be awesome to see him back on campus on September 9th. Uh, as well as, who? Greg Jones. That's right, Greg Jones, another name you already know. One of four football players in Michigan State history to be named All-American twice. That's right, two-time All-American. He is a Big Ten champion. And also, if you want more like symbolicism behind this as well, he was in that first class with Mark D'Antonio, which I'll have to tell you what kind of impact Mark Antonio era had on Michigan State Athletics and also that early class too as they got that Big Ten championship in 2011. Big, big thanks to Greg Jones for that award as well. So yes, he will be enshrined in the Hall of Fame as well. 
Um, another great recent athlete as well, Laura Haybauer, uh, whose last name is Heathius now, uh, four-time All-American. Four-time All-American uh, from 2008 to 2011. Four-time first-team All-Big Ten player. She is the leader in points, the leader in goals, the leader in assists, and the leader in game-winning goals in Michigan State women's soccer history. So that, that, that will get you into the Michigan State Sports Hall of Fame, no doubt about that. Uh, we got three more, and let's start with Kalisha King. Another uh, women's athlete that was kind of in that era as well. She was 07 to 2011, but she is the only Spartan to have 1,500 points, 600 rebounds, 300 assists, and 250 steals in her career, also locking up Big Ten Player of the Year in her senior year. So, so she will be enshrined as well. Karen Langland, 24-year uh, tenure in basketball as the women's basketball head coach before doing another 12 years in Michigan State Athletic Department's administration. So yeah, nearly four decades in East Lansing at Michigan State. Uh, that will get you in a Hall of Fame. Uh, as a 24-year women's basketball head coach, uh, she had 27, I'm sorry, she had 17 winning seasons, a Big Ten title, and coached 39 All-Big Ten selections. And last but not least, it's actually a really cool story here. Um, Bob Steele, men's track and field. And again, MSU Spartans has the write-up on all of these fine former athletes here that will be honored on September 9th. But I'm just going to read directly from MSUSpartans.com because I thought the first paragraph was so cool for Bob Steele's entry. So, sit down, kids. It's story time, courtesy of MSUSpartans.com. Bob Steele came to East Lansing in 1963 to be on Michigan State's track and field team, and he hasn't left ever since. Still living in East Lansing with his wife, Judy, just a few blocks from campus. Every fall during MSU Hall of Fame weekend, Bobby and Judy host a bunch of his old teammates and their families, and since many of his old teammates are already members, the talk is always about when Bob will be selected for the Michigan State Athletics Hall of Fame. Well, this upcoming fall, they will be gathering at not just Bob and Judy Steele's house, but MSU Athletic Hall of Famer Bob Steele's house as well. That's awesome. That that just gives you the chills right there. So, long time waiting for Bob Steele. Always greeting his former teammates that are in this prestigious Hall of Fame. Maybe he's wondering when he would get enshrined. Maybe he wasn't, but he is. And, well, he was a track and field athlete at MSU. I thought this was really cool as well. Gene Washington, you might know his name. Clinton Jones, you might know his name. Two fantastic Michigan State football players. Bob Steele was the third guy on the 70-meter hurdles team for the outdoor season in 1966. Gene Washington, Clinton Jones, Bob Steele, every meet they ran that season finished 1-2-3. Never did a surprise guy sneak up into second place or all they got clipped at the finish line for third place. Like, no, the entire season... Those three guys banged out one, two, three. That is sensational, and that lands Bob Steele in the Michigan State Athletics Hall of Fame. Again, September 9th. Uh, it's always a beautiful day to be on East Lansing soil on a Saturday in the fall, but this is going to make it even better. Uh, one of my like underrated favorite weekends of the year. It's uh, very cool that they do this and uh, that they get to be honored in front of the thousands of Spartan fans in Spartan Stadium. So... Hey, we'll see you there. And also, you, that's right, you listening, watching. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow because, yeah, uh, we, we do this three days a week here on the Locked on Spartans podcast and YouTube show. Monday, 
Tuesday, Thursday. Tomorrow we will get we will get more into the mailbag unless there's breaking news. You know where to find us. But yeah, definitely another fun slate of shows coming down the pike here on the Locked on Spartans podcast. Thank you so much for giving us a watch, giving us a listen, rate, review, subscribe. But more importantly, make sure you have a fantastic week. Love you all. You guys are all the best. Go green. Woo! Let's go.